Chapters 6 through 10 of the First Book of Maccabees, King James Version. The Sleepervox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 6. About that time, King Antiochus, traveling through the high countries, heard say that Elimaeus, in the country of Persia, was a city greatly renowned for riches, silver, and gold, and that there was in it a very rich temple, wherein were coverings of gold and breastplates and shields, which Alexander the son of Philip, the Macedonian king, who reigned first among the Grecians, had left there. Wherefore he came and sought to take the city and spoil it, but he was not able, because they of the city, having had warning thereof, rose up against him in battle. So he fled and departed thence with great heaviness and returned to Babylon. Moreover, there came one who brought him tidings into Persia, that the armies which went against the land of Judea were put to flight and that Lysias, who went forth first with a great power, was driven away of the Jews, and that they were made strong by the armor and power and store of spoils, which they had gotten of the armies, whom they had destroyed, also that they had pulled down the abomination which he had set up upon the altar in Jerusalem, and that they had compassed about the sanctuary with high walls, as before, and his city Beshura. Now when the king heard these words, he was astonished and sore moved, whereupon he laid him down upon his bed and fell sick for grief, because it had not befallen him as he looked for. And there he continued many days, for his grief was ever more and more, and he made account that he should die. Wherefore he called for his friends and said unto them, The sleep is gone from mine eyes, and my heart faileth for very care. And I thought with myself, Into what tribulation am I come, and how great a flood of misery is it, wherein now I am. For I was bountiful and beloved in my power, but now I remember the evils that I did at Jerusalem, and that I took all the vessels of gold and silver that were therein, and sent to destroy the inhabitants of Judea without a cause. I perceive, therefore, that for this cause these troubles are come upon me, and behold, I perish through great grief in a strange land. Then he called he for Philip, one of his friends, who he made ruler over all his realm, and gave him the crown and his robe and his signet, to the end that he should bring up his son Antiochus and nourish him up for the kingdom. So King Antiochus died there in the hundred fortieth and ninth year. Now when Lysias knew that the king was dead, he set up Antiochus his son, whom he had brought up, being young, to reign in his stead, and his name he called Eupator. About this time they that were in the tower shut up the Israelites round about the sanctuary, and sought always their hurt, and the strengthening of the heathen. Wherefore Judas, purposing to destroy them, called all the people together to besiege them. So they came together and besieged them in the hundred and fiftieth year, and he made mounts for shot against them and other engines. Howbeit certain of them that were besieged got forth, unto whom some ungodly men of Israel joined themselves. And they went unto the king, and said, How long will it be ere thou execute judgment, and avenge our brethren? We have been willing to serve thy father, and to do as he would have us, and to obey his commandments. For which cause they of our nation besiege the tower, and are alienated from us. Moreover, as many of us as they could light on they slew, and they spoiled our inheritance. Neither have they stretched out their hand against us only. 
but also against their borders. And behold, this day are they besieging the tower at Jerusalem to take it. The sanctuary also, and Beshura, have they fortified. Wherefore, if thou dost not prevent them quickly, they will do the greater things than these, neither shalt thou be able to rule them. Now when the king heard this, he was angry, and gathered together all his friends and the captains of his army, and those that had charge of the horse. There came also unto him from the other kingdoms, and from the isles of the sea, bands of hired soldiers, so that the number of his army was an hundred thousand footmen, and twenty thousand horsemen, and two and thirty elephants exercised in battle. These went through Idumea and pitched against Beshur, which they assaulted many days, making engines of war. But they of Beshur came out and burned them with fire, and fought valiantly. Upon this Judas removed from the tower and pitched in Bezacharias over against the king's camp. Then the king, rising very early, marched fiercely with his host towards Bezacharias, where his enemies made them ready to battle and sounded the trumpets. And to the end they might provoke the elephants to fight, they showed them the blood of grapes and mulberries. Moreover, they divided the beasts among the armies, and for every elephant they appointed a thousand men armed with coats of mail and with helmets of brass on their heads. And besides these, for every beast were ordained five hundred horsemen of the best. These were ready at every occasion. Wheresoever the beast was, and wheresoever the beast went, they went also, neither departed they from him. And upon the beasts were there strong towers of wood, which covered every one of them, and were girt fast unto them with devices. There were also upon every one two and thirty strong men that fought upon them, beside the Indian that ruled him. As for the remnant of the horsemen, they set them on this side and that side, at the two parts of the host, giving them signs what to do, and being harnessed all over amidst the ranks. Now when the sun shone upon the shields of gold and brass, the mountains glistened therewith, and shined like lamps of fire. So parted of the king's army, being spread upon the high mountains, and part on the valleys below, they marched on safety and in order. Wherefore, all that heard the noise of their multitude, and the marching of the company, and the rattling of the harness, were moved, for the army was very great and mighty. Then Judas and his host drew near, and entered into the battle, and there was slain of the king's army six hundred men. Eleazar also, surnamed Savaron, perceiving that one of the beasts, armed with royal harness, was higher than all the rest, and supposing that the king was upon him, put himself in jeopardy, to the end that he might deliver his people, and get him a perpetual name. Wherefore he ran upon him courageously through the midst of the battle, slaying on the right hand and on the left, so that they were divided from him on both sides. Which done he crept under the elephant, and thrust him under, and slew him, whereupon the elephant fell down upon him, and there he died. Albeit the rest of the Jews, seeing the strength of the king and the violence of his forces, turned away from them. Then the king's army went up to Jerusalem to meet them, and the king pitched his tents against Judea and against Mount Zion. But with them that were in Bethsura he made peace, for they came out of the city because they had no victuals there to endure the siege, it being a year of rest to the land. So the king took Bethsura and set a garrison there to keep it. 
As for the sanctuary, he besieged it many days, and set there artillery with engines and instruments to cast fire and stones, and pieces to cast darts and slings. Whereupon they also made engines against their engines, and held them battle a long season. Yet at last, their vessels being without victuals, for it was the seventh year, and they in Judea that were delivered from the Gentiles had eaten up the residue of the store. There were but a few left in the sanctuary, because the famine did prevail against them, that they were fain to disperse themselves, every man to his own place. At that time Lysias heard say that Philip, who Antiochus the king, whilst he lived, had appointed to bring up his son Antiochus, that he might be king, was returned out of Persia and Media, and the king's host also that went with him, and that he sought to take unto him the ruling of the affairs. Wherefore he went in all haste, and said to the king, and the captains of the host, and the company, We decay daily, and our victuals are but small, and the place we lay siege unto is strong, and the affairs of the kingdom lie upon us. Now therefore let us be friends with these men, and make peace with them, and with all their nation, and covenant with them, and they shall live after their laws as they did before, for they are therefore displeased, and have done all these things, because we have abolished their laws. So the king and the princes were content. Therefore he sent unto them to make peace, and they accepted thereof. Also the king and the princes made an oath unto them, whereupon they went out of the stronghold. Then the king entered into Mount Zion, and when he saw the strength of the place, he broke his oath that he had made, and gave a commandment to pull down the wall round about. Afterward he departed, he in all haste, and returned unto Antiochia, where he found Philip to be master of the city. So he fought against him, and took the city by force. Chapter 7 In the hundred and one and fiftieth year, Demetrius the son of Seleucus departed from Rome, and came up with a few men unto a city of the sea coast, and reigned there. And as he entered into the palace of his ancestors, so it was that his forces had taken Antiochus and Lysias to bring them unto him. Wherefore, when he knew it, he said, Let me not see their faces. So his host slew them. Now when Demetrius was set upon the throne of his kingdom, there came unto him all the wicked and ungodly men of Israel, having Alcimus, who was desirous to be high priest for their captain. And they accused the people to the king, saying, Judas and his brethren have slain all thy friends, and driven us out of our own land. Now therefore send some man whom thou trustest, and let him go and see what havoc he hath made among us, and in the king's land, and let him punish them with all them that aid them. Then the king chose Bechides, a friend of the king, who ruled beyond the flood, and was a great man in the kingdom, and faithful to the king. And him he sent with the wicked Alcimus, whom he made high priest, and commanded that he should take vengeance of the children of Israel. So they departed, and came with a great power into the land of Judea, where they sent messengers to Judas and his brethren with peaceable words deceitfully. But they gave no heed to their words, for they saw that they were come with a great power. Then did there assemble unto Alchemus and Bacchides a company of scribes to require justice. Now the Assyrians were the first among the children of Israel that sought peace of them. For said they, One that is a priest of the seed of Aaron has come with this army, and he will do us no wrong. So he spake unto them peaceably, and sware unto them, 
saying, We will procure the harm neither of you nor your friends. Whereupon they believed him, albeit he took of them threescore men, and slew them in one day, according to the words which he wrote, The flesh of thy saints have they cast out, and their blood have they shed round about Jerusalem, and there was none to bury them. Wherefore the fear and dread of them fell upon all the people, who said, There is neither truth nor righteousness in them, for they have broken the covenant and oath that they made. After this removed Bethsaida from Jerusalem, and pitched his tents in Beseth, where he sent and took many of the men that had forsaken him, and certain of the people also. And when he had slain them, he cast them into the great pit. Then committed he the country to Alcimos, and left him with the power to aid him. So Bethsaida went to the king. But Alcimus contended for the high priesthood, and unto him resorted all as troubled the people, who, after they had gotten the land of Judah into their power, did much to hurt Israel. Now when Judah saw all the mischief that Alcimus and his company had done among the Israelites, even above the heathen, he went out into all the coasts of Judea round about, and took vengeance of them that had revolted from him, so that they durst no more go forth into the country. On the other side, when Alcimus saw that Judas and his company had gotten the upper hand, and knew that he was not able to abide their force, he went again to the king, and said all the worst of them that he could. Then the king sent Nicanor, one of his honorable princes, a man that bare deadly hate unto Israel, with commandment to destroy the people. So Nicanor came to Jerusalem with a great force, and sent unto Judas and his brethren deceitfully with friendly words, saying, let there be no battle between me and you, and I will come with a few men, that I may see you in peace. He came therefore to Judas, and they saluted one another peaceably. Howbeit the enemies were prepared to take away Judas by violence. Which thing, after it was known to Judas, to wit, that he came unto him with deceit, he was sore afraid of him, and would see his face no more. Nicanor also, when he saw that his counsel was discovered, went out to fight against Judas beside Kafar Salama, where there were slain of Nicanor's side about five thousand men, and the rest fled into the city of David. After this went Nicanor up to Mount Sion, and there came out of the sanctuary certain of the priests and certain of the elders of the people, to salute him peaceably, and to show him the burnt sacrifice that was offered to the king. But he mocked them, and laughed at them, and abused them shamefully, and spake proudly, and swore in his wrath, saying, Unless Judas and his host be now delivered into my hands, if I ever come again in safety, I will burn up this house. And with that he went out in a great rage. Then the priests entered in, and stood before the altar and temple, weeping, and saying, Thou, O Lord, didst choose this house to be called by thy name, and to be a house of prayer and petition for thy people. Be avenged of this man and his host, and let them fall by the sword, remember their blasphemies, and suffer them not to continue any longer. So Nicanor went out of Jerusalem and pitched his tents in Beth Horon, where an host out of Syria met him. But Judas pitched in Adassa with three thousand men, and there he prayed, saying, O Lord, when they that were sent from the king of the Assyrians blasphemed, thine angel went out and smote an hundred fourscore and five thousand of them. Even so, destroy thou this host before this day, that the rest may know that he hath spoken blasphemy against thy sanctuary, 
and judge thou him according to his wickedness. So the thirteenth day of the battle, Adar, the hosts, joined the battle, but Nicanor's host was discomfited, and he himself was first slain in the battle. Now when Nicanor's host saw that he was slain, they cast away their weapons and fled. Then they pursuing after them a day's journey from Adasa unto Gazera, sounding an alarm after them with their trumpets. Whereupon they came forth out of all the towns of Judea round about, and closed them in, so that they, turning back upon them that pursued them, were all slain with the sword, and not one of them was left. Afterwards they took the spoils and the prey, and smote off Nicanor's head, and his right hand, which he stretched out so proudly, and brought them away, and hanged them up toward Jerusalem. For this cause the people rejoiced greatly, and they kept that day a day of great gladness. Moreover, they ordained to keep yearly this day, being the thirteenth of Adar. Thus the land of Judah was in rest a little while. Chapter 8 Now Judas had heard of the Romans, that they were mighty and valiant men, and such as would lovingly accept all that joined themselves unto them, and make a league of amity with all that came unto them, and that they were men of great valor. It was told him also of their wars and noble acts, which they had done among the Galatians, and how they had conquered them and brought them under tribute, and what they had done in the country of Spain, for the winning of the mines of the silver and gold which is there, and that by their policy and patience they had conquered all the place, though it were very far from them, and the kings also that came against them from the uttermost part of the earth, till they had discomforted them, and given them a great overthrow, so that the rest did give them tribute every year. Besides this, how they discomfited in battle Philip and Perseus, king of the Sittims, with others that lifted up themselves against them, and had overcome them. How also great Antiochus, the great king of Asia, that came against them in battle, having an hundred and twenty elephants, with horsemen and chariots, and a very great army, was discomfited by them. And how they took him alive, and covenanted that he and such as reigned after him should pay a great tribute, and give hostages, and that which was agreed upon. And the country of India, and Media, and Lydia, and of the goodliest countries which they took of him, and gave to king Eumenes. Moreover, how the Grecians had determined to come and destroy them, and that they, having knowledge thereof, sent against them a certain captain, and fighting with them, slew many of them, and carried away captives, their wives, and their children, and spoiled them, and took possession of their lands, and pulled down their strongholds, and brought them to be their servants unto this day. It was told him besides how they destroyed and brought under the dominion all other kingdoms and isles that at any time resisted them. But with their friends and such as relied upon them, they kept amity, and that they had conquered kingdoms both far and nigh, insomuch as all that heard of their name were afraid of them. Also that whom they would help to a kingdom whose reign and whom again they would, they displace, finally, that they were greatly exalted. Yet for all this, none of them wore a crown, or was clothed in purple, to be magnified thereby. Moreover, how they had made for themselves a senate house, 
wherein three hundred and twenty men sat in council daily, consulting alway for the people, to the end that they might be well ordered, and that they committed their government to one man every year who ruled over all their country, and that all were obedient to that one, and that there was neither envy nor emulation among them. In consideration of these things, Judas chose Eupolemus, the son of John, the son of Akos, and Jason, the son of Eleazar, and sent them to Rome to make a league of amity and confederacy with them, and to entreat them that they would take the yoke from them, for they saw that the kingdom of the Grecians did oppress Israel with servitude. They went therefore to Rome, which was a very great journey, and came into the senate, where they spake, and said, Judas Maccabeus, with his brethren, and the people of the Jews, have sent us unto you, to make a confederacy and peace with you, that we might be registered your confederates and friends. So that matter pleased the Romans well. And this is the copy of the epistle, which the senate wrote back again in tables of brass, and sent to Jerusalem, that they might have by them a memorial of peace and confederacy. Good success be to the Romans, to the people of the Jews, by sea and by air for ever. The sword also and the enemy be far from them. If there come first any war upon the Romans, or any of their confederates throughout all their dominion, the people of the Jews shall help them, as the time shall be appointed with all their heart. Neither shall they give anything unto them that make war upon them, or aid them with victuals, weapons, money, or ships, as it hath seemed good unto the Romans, but they shall keep their covenants without taking anything therefore. In the same manner also, if war come first upon the nation of the Jews, the Romans shall help them with all their heart, according as the time shall be appointed them. Neither shall victuals be given to them that take part against them, or weapons, or money, or ships, as it hath seemed good to the Romans, but they shall keep their covenants, and that without deceit. According to these articles did the Romans make a covenant with the people of the Jews. Howbeit, if hereafter the one party or the other shall think to meet, to add or diminish anything, they may do it at their pleasures, and whatsoever they shall add or take away shall be ratified. And as touching the evils that Demetrius doeth to the Jews, we have written unto him, saying, Wherefore thou make thy yoke heavy upon our friends and confederates the Jews. If therefore they complain any more against thee, we will do them justice, and fight with thee by sea and by land. Chapter 9 Furthermore, when Demetrius heard that Nicanor and his host were slain in battle, he sent Batchides and Alcimus into the land of Judah the second time, and with them the chief strength of his host, who went forth by the way that leadeth to Galgala, and pitched their tents before Masaloth, which is in Arbella, and after they had won it, they slew much people. Also the first month of the hundred, fifty, and second year, they encamped before Jerusalem, from whence they removed and went to Berea, with twenty thousand footmen and two thousand horsemen. Now Judas had pitched his tents at Eleazar, and three thousand chosen men with him, who, seeing the multitude of the other army to be so great, were sore afraid, whereupon many conveyed themselves out to the host, insomuch as abode of them no more but eight hundred men. 
when judas therefore saw that his host slipped away and that the battle pressed upon him he was sore troubled in mind and much distressed for that he had no time to gather them together nevertheless unto them that remained he said let us arise and go up against our enemies if peradventure we may be able to fight with them but they dehorted him saying we shall never be able let us rather save our lives and hereafter we will return with our brethren and fight against them for we are but few then judas said god forbid that i should do this thing and flee away from them if our time be come let us die manfully for our brethren and let us not stain our honour with that the host of the bacchides removed out of their tent and stood over against them their horsemen being divided into two troops and their slingers and archers going before the host and they that marched in the forward were all mighty men as for bacchides he was in the right wing so the host drew near on the two parts and sounded their trumpets they also of judas's side even they sounded their trumpet also so that the earth shook at the noise of the armies and the battle continued from morning till night now when judas perceived that bacchides and the strength of his army were on the right side he took with him all the hardy men who discomfited the right wing and pursued them unto the mount azotus but when they were of the left wing saw that they of the right wing were discomfited they followed upon judas and those that were with him hard at the heels from behind whereupon there was a sore battle insomuch as many were slain on both parts judas also was killed and the remnant fled then jonathan and simon took judas their brother and buried him in the sepulchre of his fathers in modin moreover they bewailed him and all israel made great lamentation for him and mourned many days saying how is the valiant man fallen that delivered israel as for the other things concerning judas and his wars and the noble acts which he did and his greatness they are not written for they were very many now after the death of judas the wicked began to put forth their heads in all the coasts of israel and there rose up all such as wrought iniquity in those days also there was a great famine by reason whereof the country revolted and went with them then bacchides chose the wicked men and made them lords of the country and they made inquiry and search for judas's friends and brought them unto bacchides who took vengeance of them and used them despitefully so was there a great affliction in israel the like whereof was not since the time that a prophet was not seen among them for this cause all judas's friends came together and said unto jonathan since my brother judas died we have no man like him to go forth against our enemies and bacchides and against them of our nation that are adversaries to us now therefore we have chosen thee this day to be our prince and captain in his stead that thou mayest fight our battles upon this jonathan took the governance upon him at that time and rose up instead of his brother judas but when bacchides gat knowledge thereof he sought for to slay him then jonathan and simon his brother and all that were with him perceiving that fled into the wilderness of thaco and pitched their tents by the water of the pool of asphar which when bacchides understood he came near to jordan with all his host upon the sabbath day now when jonathan had sent his brother john a captain of the people to pray his friends the nabathites that they might leave with them their carriage 
which was much. But the children of Jambri came out of Medabah and took John and all that he had, and went their way with it. After this came word to Jonathan and Simon his brother, that the children of Jambri made a great marriage, and were bringing the bride from Nabatha with a great train, as being the daughter of one of the greatest princes of Canaan. Therefore they remembered John their brother, and went up and hid themselves under the covert of the mountain, where they lifted up their eyes, and looked, and beheld there was much ado and great carriage. And the bridegroom came forth, and his friends and brethren, to meet them with drums and instruments of music, and many weapons. Then Jonathan and they that were with him rose up against them from that place where they lay in ambush, and made a slaughter of them in such sort as many fell down dead, and the remnant fled into the mountain, and they took all their spoils. Thus was the marriage turned into mourning, and the noise of their melody into lamentation. So when they had avenged fully the blood of their brother, they turned again to the marsh of Jordan. Now when Bacchides heard the hereof, he came on the Sabbath day unto the banks of Jordan with a great power. Then Jonathan said to his company, Let us go up now and fight for our lives, for it standeth not with us today as in time past. For behold, the battle is before us and behind us, and the water of Jordan on this side and that side, the marsh likewise, and wood, neither is there place for us to turn aside. Wherefore cry ye now unto heaven, that ye may be delivered from the hand of your enemies. With that they joined the battle, and Jonathan stretched forth his hand to smite Bacchides. But he turned back from him. Then Jonathan and they that were with him leapt into the Jordan, and swam over unto the other bank, howbeit the other passed not over the Jordan unto them. So there were slain of Bacchides' side that day about a thousand men. Afterward returned Bacchides to Jerusalem, and repaired the strong cities in Judah, the fort in Jericho, and Emmaus, and Beth Horon, and Bethel, and Themnatha, Ferathoni, and Taphon. These did he strengthen with high walls, with gates, and with bars. And in them he set a garrison, that they might work malice upon Israel. He fortified also the city Beshura, and Gazara, and the tower, and put forces in them, and provision of victuals. Besides, he took the chief's men's sons in the country for hostages, and put them into the tower at Jerusalem to be kept. Moreover, in the hundred fifty and third year, in the second month, Alcimus commanded that the wall of the inner court of the sanctuary should be pulled down. He pulled down also the works of the prophets. And as he began to pull down, even at that time was Alcimus plagued and his enterprises hindered, for his mouth was stopped, and he was taken with palsy, so that he could no more speak anything, nor give order concerning his house. So Alcimus died at that time with great torment. Now when Bacchides saw that Alcimus was dead, he returned to the king, whereupon the land of Judah was in rest two years. Then all the ungodly men held a council, saying, Behold, Jonathan and his company are at ease, and dwell without care. Now, therefore, we will bring back Bacchides hither, who shall take them all in one night. So they went and consulted with him. Then removed he and came with a great host, and sent letters privily to his adherents in Judah, that they should take Jonathan and those that were with him, 
howbeit they could not, because their counsel was known unto them. Wherefore, they took of the men of the country that were authors of that mischief, about fifty persons, and slew them. After Jonathan and Simon, and they that were with him, got them away to Bethbasi, which is in the wilderness, and they repaired the decays thereof, and made it strong. Which thing, when Bacchides knew, he gathered together all his host, and sent word to them that were of Judah. Then went he and laid siege against Bethbasi, and they fought against it a long season, and made engines of war. But Jonathan left his brother Simon in the city, and went forth himself into the country, and with a certain number went he forth. And he smote Odornarx and his brethren, and the children of Bassiron in their tent. And when he began to smite them, and came up with his forces, Simon and his company went out of the city, and burned up the engines of war, and fought against Bacchides, who was discomfited by them. And they afflicted him sore, for his counsel and travail was in vain. Wherefore, he was very wroth at the wicked men that gave him counsel to come into the country, inasmuch as he slew many of them, and purposed to return to his own country. Whereof, when Jonathan had knowledge, he sent ambassadors unto him, to the end that he should make peace with him, and deliver them the prisoners. Which thing he accepted, and did according to his demands, and swear unto him that he would never do him harm all the days of his life. When therefore he had restored unto him the prisoners that he had taken aforetime out of the land of Judah, he returned and went his way into his own land, neither came he any more into their borders. Thus the sword ceased from Israel, but Jonathan dwelt at Machamos, and began to govern the people, and he destroyed the ungodly men out of Israel. Chapter 10 in the hundred and sixtieth year, Alexander, the son of Antiochus, surnamed Epiphanes, went up and took Ptolemais, for the people had received him, by means whereof he reigned there. Now when King Demetrius heard thereof, he gathered together an exceeding great host, and went forth against him to fight. Moreover, Demetrius sent letters unto Jonathan with loving words, so as he magnified him. For, said he, let us first make peace with him, before he join with Alexander against us, else he will remember all the evils that we have done against him, and against his brethren and his people. Wherefore he gave him authority to gather together an host, and to provide weapons, that he might aid him in battle. He commanded also that the hostages that were in the tower should be delivered him. Then came Jonathan to Jerusalem, and read the letters in the audience of all the people, and of them that were in the tower, who were sore afraid, when they heard that the king had given him authority to gather together an host. Whereupon they of the tower delivered their hostages unto Jonathan, and he delivered them unto their parents. This done, Jonathan settled himself in Jerusalem, and began to build and repair the city. And he commanded the workmen to build the walls, and the Mount Zion, and about with square stones for fortifications, and they did so. Then the strangers that were in the fortresses which Bacchides had built fled away, insomuch as every man left his place and went into his own country. Only at Basura certain of those that had forsaken the law and the commandments remained still, for it was their place of refuge. Now when King Alexander had heard what promises Demetrius had sent unto Jonathan, 
when also it was told him of the battles and the noble acts which he and his brethren had done, and of the pains that they had endured, he said, Shall we find such another man? Now therefore we will make them our friends and confederates. Upon this he wrote a letter and sent it unto him, according to these words, saying, King Alexander to his brother Jonathan sendeth greeting. We have heard of thee, that thou art a man of great power, and meet to be our friend. Wherefore now this day we ordain thee to be the high priest of thy nation, and to be called the king's friend. And therewithal he sent him a purple robe and a crown of gold, and require thee to take our part and keep friendship with us. So in the seventh month of the hundred and sixtieth year, at the Feast of the Tabernacles, Jonathan put on a holy robe and gathered together forces and provided much armor. Whereof, when Demetrius heard, he was very sorry and said, What have we done that Alexander hath prevented us in making amity with the Jews to strengthen himself? So also I will write unto them words of encouragement and promise them dignities and gifts that I may have their aid. He sent unto them therefore to this effect, King Demetrius unto the people of the Jews sendeth greeting. Whereas ye have kept covenants with us and continued in our friendship, not joining yourselves with our enemies, we have heard hereof and are glad. Wherefore now continue ye still to be faithful unto us, and we will well recompense you for the things ye do on our behalf, and will grant you many immunities and give you rewards. And now do I free you, and for your sake I release all the Jews from tributes and from customs of salt and from crown taxes, and from that which appertaineth unto me to receive for the third part or the seed, and the half of the fruit of the trees, I release it from this day forth, so that they shall not be taken of the land of Judea, nor of the three governments which are added thereunto out of the country of Samaria and Galilee, from this day forth for evermore. Let Jerusalem also be holy and free, with the borders thereof, both from tents and tributes. And as for the tower which is at Jerusalem, I yield up authority over it, and give the high priest, that he may set in it such men as he shall choose to keep it. Moreover, I freely set at liberty every one of the Jews, that were carried captives out of the land of Judea into any part of my kingdom, and I will that all my officers remit the tributes even of their cattle. Furthermore, I will that all the feasts and Sabbaths and new moons and solemn days and the three days before the feast and the three days after the feast shall be all of immunity and freedom for all the Jews in my realm. Also, no man shall have authority to meddle with or to molest any of them in any matter. I will further that there be enrolled among the king's forces about thirty thousand men of the Jews, unto whom pay shall be given, as belongeth to all king's forces. And of them some shall be placed in the king's strongholds, of whom also some shall be set over the affairs of the kingdom, which are of trust. And I will that their overseers and governors be of themselves, and that they live after their own laws, even as the king hath commanded in the land of Judea. And concerning the three governments that are added to Judea from the land of Samaria, let them be joined with Judah, that they may be reckoned to be under one, nor bound to obey other authority 
than the high priests. As for the Ptolemies and the land pertaining thereto, I give it as a free gift to the sanctuary at Jerusalem for the necessary expenses of the sanctuary. Moreover, I give every year 15,000 shekels of silver out of the king's accounts from the places appertaining. And all the overplus, which the officers paid not in as in former time, from henceforth shall be given toward the works of the temple. And besides this, the 5,000 shekels of silver, which they took from the uses of the temple out of the accounts year by year, even those things shall be released, because they appertain to the priests that minister. And whosoever they be that flee unto the temple at Jerusalem, or be within the liberties thereof, being indebted unto the king, for any other matter, let them be at liberty, and all that they have in my realm. For the building also, and the repairing of the works of the sanctuary expenses, shall be given of the king's accounts. Yea, and for the building of the walls of Jerusalem, and the fortifying thereof round about, expenses shall be given out of the king's accounts, as also for the building of the walls in Judea. Now when Jonathan and the people heard these words, they gave no credit unto them, nor received them, because they remembered the great evil that he had done in Israel, for he had afflicted them very sore. But with Alexander they were well pleased, because he was the first that entreated of true peace with them, and they were confederate with them always. Then gathered King Alexander great forces, and encamped over against Demetrius. And after the two kings had joined battle, Demetrius's host fled. But Alexander followed after him, and prevailed against them. And he continued the battle very sore, until the sun went down, and that day was Demetrius slain. Afterward Alexander sent ambassadors to Ptolemy king of Egypt, with a message to this effect. Forasmuch as I am come again into my realm, and am set in the throne of my progenitors, and have gotten the dominion, and overthrown Demetrius, and recovered our country. For after I had joined battle with him, both he and his host was discomfited by us, so that we sit in the throne of his kingdom. Now therefore, let us make a league of amity together, and give me now thy daughter to wife, and I will be thy son-in-law, and will give both thee and her as according to thy dignity. Then Ptolemy the king gave answer, saying, Happy be the day wherein thou didst return into the land of thy fathers, and saddest in the throne of their kingdom. And now will I do to thee as thou hast written. Meet me therefore at Ptolemaeus, that we may see one another, for I will marry my daughter to thee according to thy desire. So Ptolemy went out of Egypt with his daughter Cleopatra, and they came unto Ptolemaeus in the hundred threescore and second year, where King Alexander, meeting him, he gave unto him his daughter Cleopatra, and celebrated her marriage at Ptolemaeus with great glory, as the manner of kings is. Now King Alexander had written unto Jonathan that he should come and meet him, who thereupon went honorably to Ptolemaeus, where he met the two kings, and gave them and their friends silver and gold and many presents, and found favor in their sight. At that time certain pestilent fellows of Israel, men of a wicked life, assembled themselves against him to accuse him, but the king would not hear them. Yea, more than that, the king commanded to take off his garments and clothe him in purple, and they did so. And he made him sit by himself and said unto his princes, 
go with him into the midst of the city and make proclamation that no man complain against him of any matter and that no man trouble him for any manner of cause now when his accusers saw that he was honored according to the proclamation and clothed in purple they fled all away so the king honored him and wrote him among his chief friends and made him a duke and partaker of his dominion afterward jonathan returned to jerusalem with peace and gladness furthermore in the hundred threescore and fifth year came demetrius son of demetrius out of crete into the land of his fathers whereof then king alexander heard tell he was right sorry and returned to antioch then demetrius made apollonius the governor of Celosyria his general who gathered together a great host and camped in gemnia and sent unto jonathan the high priest saying thou alone liftest up thyself against us and i am laughed to scorn for thy sake and reproached and why dost thou vaunt thy power against us in the mountains now therefore if thou trustest in thine own strength come down to us into the plain field and there let us try the matter together for with me is the power of the cities ask and learn who i am and the rest that take our part and they shall tell thee that thy foot is not able to fight in their own land wherefore now thou shalt not be able to abide the horsemen and so great a power in the plain where is neither stone nor flint nor place to flee unto so when jonathan heard these words of apollonius he was moved in his mind and choosing ten thousand men he went out of jerusalem where simon his brother met him for to help him and he pitched his tents against joppa but they of joppa shut him out of the city because apollonius had a garrison there then jonathan laid siege unto it whereupon they of the city let him in for fear and so jonathan won joppa whereof when apollonius heard he took three thousand horsemen with a great host of footmen and went to azotus as one that journeyed and therewith drew him forth into the plain because he had a great number of horsemen in whom he put his trust now jonathan followed after him to azotus where the armies joined battle now apollonius had left a thousand horsemen in ambush and jonathan knew that there was an ambushment behind him for they had compassed in his host and cast darts at the people from morning till evening but the people stood still as jonathan had commanded them and so the enemy's horses were tired then brought simon forth his host and set them against the footmen for the horsemen were spent who were discomfited by him and fled the horsemen also being scattered in the field fled to azotus and went into Bethagon, their idol's temple, for safety. But Jonathan set fire on Azotus and the cities round about it, and took their spoils, and the temple of Dagon. With them that were fled into it, he burned with fire. Thus there were burned and slain with the sword well nigh eight thousand men. And from thence Jonathan removed his host, and camped against Ascalon, where the men of the city came forth, and met him with great pomp after this returned jonathan and his host unto jerusalem having any spoils now when king alexander heard these things he honored jonathan yet more and sent him a buckle of gold as the use is to be given to such as are of the king's blood he gave him also a charon with the borders thereof in possession end of chapters six through ten